Okay, Shalom <coughs> Aleichem everybody. Bezrat Hashem, this will be the final shear from volume 10. Uh, and Bezrat Hashem next week will begin Hilchot uh, Fila uh, from volume 11. So I just want to uh, finish off uh, a topic, and that is uh, last week we were discussing what clothing one needed to wear uh, in order to daven in, in front of a Baruch Hu. We saw <clears throat> that according to Tosvot, uh, the, it seems like one cannot go barefoot. And the basic cloud that we saw from the Shulchan Aruch uh, and from the later Poskim was that a person should be dressing up in front of uh, how he goes in front of respectable people. And it's dependent on the locality and the Minag Hamakom, meaning if, if in, in certain places you can... <laughs> go in front of distinguished people in shorts, then that would be okay. Uh, one of the, call it the red lines, is that one has to cover the erba. That, that, is, that is barur. That's not dependent on minagamakum or anything like that. Um, but other than <laughs> that uh, uh, um, red line, basically one should cover oneself and dress in mechubedika type of clothing. But what those clothing are really depends on depends <laughs> on the place and the uh, generation which one is living in. So perhaps a uh, hundred years ago that meant walking around with a hat. Uh, today um, most people, even presidents of countries, don't wear a hat. So lichora that is not a chiyuv uh, anymore. I want to mention now. Go on to <coughs> women. What do women have to wear? When they daven. So it says Halichot Bat Yisrael. Uh, and this is a famous uh, sefer that deals with uh, the laws of, of uh, uh, women. <coughs> should also be careful to wear clean and appropriate uh, clothing for Tfilah. It is preferable not to wear a nightgown, i.e. not to be in pajamas. And also not to wear like a chaluk that they usually wear to do house uh, chores. Now that is that is not meikaradim, meaning it sounds like that this is a preference but not an obligation. Look at um, the rigshe lei. Uh, Safer, he says like this. It is proper that women should try, just like men, not to wear. Uh, basically, pajamas uh, for the Shmona It is not critical. And, uh, men, and, and women have not uh, um, taken on the minag to be machmir like men have. And similarly, Rav Moshe Halbushtam writes, there is no obligation of tikkun malbishim letfila bisha. 
Now, the truth is I haven't fully understood uh, what's going on over here. Meaning, me'ikaradin, if we say me'ikaradin, <coughs> as long as you cover one's erva, <coughs> that is okay. Then the next stage is that one should, when standing in front of the king, one should dress appropriately. What is the definition of dressing appropriately? That is, one has to wear uh, clothing that is fit. You, you wear in front of distinguished people. Now, if that is the case, why is there a distinction between women and men? And it's not so clear that there is a distinction. But one could argue, well, men are obligated to daven, women aren't obligated to daven. But that, that, that chiluk is very difficult. Why? Because in the end of the day, the, 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 the obligation to wear clothing in a distinguished manner is not because I have a chiyuv. It's because I'm standing in front of the king. Meaning, whether you have to go and stand in front of the king or whether you don't have to go and stand in front of the king, that's your, you know, you might go and you might not. But if you're going to stand in front of the king, make sure that you're dressed appropriately. So if that's the case, why is it that, that uh, a woman are not uh, as... as uh, or now, women are on, uh, did not accept this obligation or this minag to, to wear um, non-pajamas uh, for, for Shmanaisa. And the only answer that I can really give is as follows. Also, men can wear pajamas, meaning, as we said, number one, Shulchan Aruch says, Tzadik Aleph, Aleph in Shulchan Aruch, as long as the erva is covered, that's your bare minimum. Over and above that, you should dress as if you're standing in front of the king in distinguished uh, manner. Um, it could be one of two svarot, either that woman's general garb even their nightgowns are more mechubad uh, because they are generally dressed more tzanua than men, and therefore, uh, therefore, this is uh, the same level. Or we could say that really this obligation to stand in mechubadika clothing is not a complete obligation, and because women are in the middle of doing their house chores, etc. And may, and they could be that they're not even chayab to do mincha, but if we're going to force them to go get all dressed up to daven mincha, they're not going to do it. So in this case, the the, the poskim were were, were makel. It sounds like it's not an absolute chiyuv, and meikradin even a man could uh, could daven in pajamas. It's it's not completely clear to me what um, why there would be a chiluk, and maybe there isn't a chiluk between men and women, other than the mincha meaning. If there became a minag that men took upon themselves to dress more uh, distinguished uh, over and above what the halakha requires, maybe women didn't take that minag on. As, as I said, it's not so clear to me because what we saw previously, it did not sound that this is a minag. It did sound that this is uh, more obligatory, um, but I'm not sure. Okay. Um, let's uh, just one other. Uh, point that the poskim discuss. And this is a machloket between Rav Ovad Yosef and Rav Shlomo Zaman Arbach. And this is the following. <clears throat> Do women need to cover their hair when they daven and when they say brachot? Says Gabia Omer, Rav Ovad Yosef, in Chelek Vav, Orachayim Tetva. Nishalti odot na'arot revakot. 
he was asked regarding single girls. That don't wear, that generally don't wear a uh, head covering. They daven, they make brachot, they say all things, etc. They answer. And they, they're learning in a Beit Sefer Torah without any Kisui Rosh. It's asked the questionnaire. Isn't this a problem of that the Gemara's gas is that you know when you when you mention Shem Shamayim, you shouldn't have your head uncovered? That women that go to the mikvah, when they make the bracha, they should they should put their hand over their head. Now, up until now, the question of the questionnaire to Rabbi Vad Yosef. Hinei says, Rav Ovadia, Ein shum ra'aya me'achesel la'alafim, shuhu medaber bi'ishah nesuah. The chesel la'alafim was talking about, a, 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 who goes to the mikvah? A, a, a married woman. Shetamid darka lachasot roshah. Velachem chayevet lachasot roshah, kishomun siyah mitiyah haskarat shem bevirachah, v'talmutara. And since a married woman usually covers her hair, therefore, when she mentions brachot and when she learns Torah, see that, what does that Rav Ovadia say? She is chayevet, she is obligated to cover her hair. As opposed to uh, unmarried woman, we've never heard of such a thing. The truth is Rav Ovadia quotes other places where we have heard of it, that there were places where single girls actually did cover their hair, but that's that's for another topic. We won't get into that now. But the point is that according to Rabbi Vadya, married women, when they are dabbling or when they are saying a bracha, should cover their hair. And the reason is since their hair is usually covered, so now maybe it's considered an erva, and therefore they have to cover it when they say brachot and fila uh, <laughs> and tamutara. On the other hand, Avshlomo Zalman Orbach in Filaki Yechata is quoted as saying as follows. Nashim Nesuot, married woman, Nohagot Lechasot Roshan Be'et Shemit Palelot Omevarchot. The minag that is that they cover their hair when they daven or when they make a bracha. Avkeshen Bechadrei Chadarim, even then when they completely in their own houses, private rooms. Achein Me'ikar Hadin, However, says of Shamazaman a woman could daven, or and a woman can make a bracha, a married woman, obviously, I'm talking about, without covering her hair. In the footnote, it says, as opposed to So we see there is a machloket over here, a real machloket between Rabbi Yosef. And Rav Shlomo Zaman Arbach, what is the din regarding married woman? According to Rav Ovad Yosef, a married woman has to make, when she wants to make a bracha, she has to cover her hair. When it's a daven, cover her hair. And when she learns Torah, she has to cover her hair. According to Rav Shlomo Zaman Arbach, although it is a minag that they do so, it's not obligated me'ikar adin. And therefore, obviously, there's room to be lenient because it's not me'ikar adin. So, you know, if a woman didn't accept this upon herself, then it doesn't sound like it's a minag that all the women 
in the world accepted upon themselves. And this is really, now the question is whether this is a machloket, svarim ashkenazim, uh, or is this a machloket between the poskim? The nakamina between that is, maybe I'm a svarim woman, but I can run Rav Shlomo's Arbach. This is not a din in a svarim woman, this is a din in Rav Ovadia. Rav Ovadia versus, um, versus Rav Shlomo's Arbach. Um, I'm not sure, I don't think that this is a din in Hilchot, uh, this is a din if you are Sephardi or Ashkenazi. However, since most Sephardi women follow Rab Ovadi Yosef in general and not Rab Shlomo Zaman Arbach, then they should be Machmir, not because this is a because he's a Sephardi Posek, but because he's their Posek. And there's a difference. Sometimes I have to follow because this is Minak Ashkenaz or Minak Sephardi. And sometimes I have to follow because a person shouldn't pick and choose his halacha, meaning a person should ideally have one posek. And if your posek, which you generally go by, is Rabovad Yosef, then one should, uh, in, in these cases, uh, follow Rabovad Yosef, even though there's another posek, uh, who argued. Okay, that's the end of that section. Let's move on to the new topic, and that is. How do we daven when we are traveling, praying on the road, in a car, train, plane, etc.? Now, this is not a new question. The Gemara already discusses this. And this is Gemara in Masech Brachot Daf Lamed. Tan Rabbanan, we've learned in a Tosefta. person was traveling on his donkey, the Gezman Tvila. And now the time for Tvila has arisen. Someone if there's some other person that can hold his donkey, he should get off the donkey, and get back on. But if no one's there to help him hold the donkey, in that case, he can stay on the donkey and daven the Shmon Rebbe Omer, now that's the opinion of the Tanakhama, Rebbe says, even if there is someone that can hold your donkey for you while you get off and daven, you don't do that. You don't need to. You can stay on the donkey and daven the Shmona Yisrael on the donkey. Why? Explains Rabbi Yehuda Amasim. Because he will not be able to concentrate. And the Gemara says, the halacha follows Reb. Why is it that a person won't be able to concentrate? I mean, I wouldn't be able to concentrate sitting on a donkey, but assuming people are, are used to sitting on a donkey, why is it that I wouldn't be able to concentrate if I get off the donkey? Um, and therefore says Rebbe, and that's the halacha, uh, the Gemara says that we, the halacha follows Rebbe, we stay on the donkey. Explains the Shulchan Aruch. This is Orachain Tzadik Dalet. Ain Tzarich Leleid Lered Ulehit Palel. Person doesn't have to get off. Afilo Yeshlo Mishu Tofes Chamoro. Right? Even if the, someone's holding it, Elamit Palel Derech Hilucho. He can, he, he davens while he's traveling. Lechein Imayabas Vina Olgabe Karon. Similarly, if he's on a ship or if he's on a, 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 a carriage, Yuchala Modomed, Imlav Yoshev Bim Komo. Right? In such a case, 
if he can stand, great. But if he doesn't stand, he can he can carry on sitting where he is. Even if he's walking, you're walking back, you, you're walking from Yerushalayim to Tel Aviv, you can literally walk and daven the Shmona Yisrael, there's no danger, there's not, you know, uh, uh, you, you worry that there's going to be some uh, uh, Palestinians throwing stones at you or whatever it is. It sounds like you're walking from Fishechad, from Yerushalayim to Tel Aviv, you can walk, says the Shulchan you don't need to stop, you don't need to get up your donkey, you can dive in the Shemona Yisrael, even though you're facing the wrong direction, not a problem. Why? It's not a sakana. What's going on over here? Explains the Shulchan Aruch. Ki im ye'amod v'yitpalel, if a person does stop and daven, yakshay be'enav ichur darko. What's he going to be thinking while he's davening? Instead of thinking about the tefillah, he's going to be thinking, oi, I'm missing time. I'm wasting time. V'yitrad libo, and he, his heart will be very bothered, and he won't be able to have intention, kavana. But that's a very important line. Listen, it's all dependent. If a person is going to be more bothered by walking and trying to keep uh, concentrate when you're walking and stay the Shmon Aisra, then if you would stop and say the Shmon Aisra, then, then, uh, then stop. But if you're going to be more bothered by if you stop, you know, let's say you're a professional runner um, and you're in the middle of a marathon and comes Zman Tefillah. And, you know, if you stop to, 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 to do the Shemona Yisrael, every second that you stop, you're going to be thinking, oh, I'm, 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 I'm losing the, uh, you know, I'm not going to be able to make my time running. So it, it really depends. It sounds like it really depends. And then he says, there are those that are machmir to stand at least for the bracha of avot. It's not sakana. At least stop for the bracha of um, for the bracha of the first bracha of Magen Avram. As a pitzkei according to what we've said, if you're in a car, lichora, you don't have to stop. Okay, forget the the, the donkey we don't have today, right? But we you're traveling and you're on the highway and now you see the sun going down you miscalculated and there's 20 minutes to to shkia what do you do do you start saying the shmona Yisrael, uh in the car it's very difficult to pull out uh, to pull off on the highway although i see it all the time but but uh but maybe maybe it's not so partial yeah so what do you do according to what we've said lichora there's no problem you can daven the Shemona Yisrael while driving. Lichora. Says the Piskei Tshuvot, not so fast. Regarding driving, and I'll be here, I'm stressing the driver, not the, not the um, uh, what's it called? The, uh, not the pedestrian, the uh, person who gets a lift. Um, anyway, someone else is sitting in the car. Um, <clears throat> But regarding the driver, Okay, 
There is no leniency to daven at all. Even if you can't pull over, you're in the middle of fish fresh, very difficult to pull over. And if you, you say, look, okay, I see there's a turn off, I could probably get off, but but by that time, Zman Shkia is going to be, you know, you're going to miss uh, Mincha because uh, it's already going to be finished Shkia. Because a person who's driving has to have complete uh, cognition, you know, he has to be fully aware uh, in order to drive. And a person who's not completely focused on his driving can, uh, can become uh, endangered uh, very quickly. As opposed to, you know, the, the, the camel drivers or the, the people that were driving the carriages with the horses, there you don't need to, I, I think they say that um, in order to stop an accident, a person has something like a, a, a point, um, a, a fraction of a second, to, to register and, and put on the brakes. Meaning, if you're going over 100 kilometers an hour, the time that you have to basically react to a car stopping in front of you is basically a fraction of a second. That means if you're not, if you, if you, if you, you, you kind of zoned out for a fraction of a second, you can have an accident. That, that level of, of a, a need to be able to, to, um, to react in a fraction of a second doesn't apply to the camel drivers and doesn't apply to the things. And therefore basically says the Piske Truvot, if you're driving, you're on a highway and you've got no choice, you're gonna miss Tvila, rather miss Tvila and don't dive it. Don't dive it. What you could do is then you could do Tashlumin because then it uh, could be considered honest. Let's see what the Isha Israel points out. The Isha Israel has also mentioned this a few times. It's a, a very important compendium of Halachot regarding Hilchot Tefillah. says the Yisrael, Im otobus rakevet or The person is a passenger, that's the word I'm looking for. The person is a passenger on any type of uh, vehicle. Im yesh If he can stop the car, great. Vimatzira o ayiridam me'arechev tigrom lo but if by stopping the car, the problem is that you are going to get all, all anxious because you're going to think that you're going to be late for the wedding or whatever it is. Or it's dangerous. Or you're on a bus, you can't stop the car. In such a case, you can dive in as well on the, in the car or in the bus. If he can, he should stand. You should try stand for the first bracha and wherever you need to bow, such as modim, etc. And also when you finish the tefillah, you should stand up and walk three steps back. But if not, you can sit. Um, <clears throat> 
then he says, אם משער שעד שיגיע למחוץ חפצו למקום אחר שיוכל לעצור להתפלל בעמדה כדין, לא יעבור זמן תפילה. If you think, listen, you can reach your destination and the, the sun still won't have set, rather wait and daven uh, not in the car. And also, a person shouldn't daven, it shouldn't go out in the car, um, knowing that he's not going to be able to stand up. Then he says, If you did daven, and then you get to your destination, right? in such a case, you don't have to worry, you don't say, Tov, maybe I should daven again. No, in such a case, you don't. So just to summarize, regarding a passenger, regarding the driver himself, um, the Piskei Chuvot says that basically the poskim say that it's not possible to focus your Tvila Kamoshe Tzarech, and therefore uh, one will not be able to, uh, one will not be able to daven, and you'd actually have to miss the Tvila. What about... Uh, davening on an aeroplane. This happens uh, very, uh, very frequently. So says Rab Shlomo Zaman Arbach, Hamid palel b'masot b'matos b'sharta tisa. Person is davening on an aeroplane. It's the time for tefillah. Yit palel tefillah shmona Yisrael b'yeshiva al makomo. Shlomo Zaman says, do the shmona Yisrael seated, v'lo b'amida b'ma'abarim, and not in the aisle, because you're going to cause a, cause a disturbance. You're going to cause people that are trying to pass are not going to be able to pass. And nevertheless, Rabbeinu was not pleased with those organizing minyanim on an airplane. Basically says, don't make minyanim, or he wasn't pleased with the people making minyanim in planes because they're basically disturbing other people. Similarly, says Yalkut Yosef, the name of his father, people davening on a train or on an airplane. Even though the chairs, are very high. There's no problem. You all join to make a minyan. And all the minions should be gathered in one place. In order that they all hear the shaliach tzibur. But if the minion is going to cause a disturbance to the other passengers, or it's going to cause them to uh, wake them up. And similarly, it's disturbing to the person who's davening. These people are always moving and I'm trying to daven. It's preferable to daven alone, slowly, with concentration, Better to have a loan, then organize a minion and cause a gezel sheina to other people. And how much more so if you're not going to be able to dive in with Kavana in this minion? Then he says, 
אם הטבילה במטוס מפריעה לציבור, כגון שיש מהם חלק הישנים והטבילה בציבור מפריעה להם, אף אם אינם חילונים, even if they're not religious, אין להקל ראש, there is no, one cannot be מייקל, אין עדיף להימנע מלהתפלל בציבור, one should not have in a minion, מאשר להתפלל תוך כדי הפרעה לאחרים. Then davening in a minion, but disturbing other people, right? Um, and then he says at the end, remembers his father, and Rabbi Vadi Yosef, they basically weren't so pleased with this uh, business of making uh, minyanim in the air. Now, uh, and, and, and basically, as opposed to Rabbi Zaman Arbach and Rabbi Yosef, um, Rabbi Vosna had a slightly different opinion. Rabbi Vosna was asked as follows. Nishalti Bashele say that Tfilah b'malach pisot, he says as follows. One should not daven in a minion. Sorry, one should not daven in one big gathering. Rather, daven in a group, but where you in your seats. But on condition that there's no erva, you know, where you're sitting. sit. Now, if you can stand and not in the house, great. If you can't, if you can only stand in the house, then you can sit and damn the Shmonaisre. Not in the house and not in big gatherings. The whole of it. And then he says, If you're standing and the seatbelt slides come on, you have to sit. And if you did make a minion and the seat lights come on, you should stop your Shmona and go back to your seat. And he says, uh, very uh, uh, um, interesting. And this is also uh, Rafama Varman quote uh, the, uh, similar, uh, he was a big uh, American uh, uh, rap in New York. Um, and he wrote Sefer Sherit Yosef. Let's just read what he says. They're always organizing Minyanim in the house. I'm, I'm not sure about this minion. First of all, you're disturbing the people, you, the daveners are being disturbed constantly. If past standing is going to cause disturbance, right? 
then it's better to sit. The bottom line is we see many, many poskim that were not so thrilled about making a minion and even standing for Israel. Now we just brought in the uh, uh, um, it seems to be that that today, both in the Al and uh, and some American airliners that you know there's a frequent uh, it's a frequent traveling like let's say to New York, uh, Israel, that flight. So sometimes the the airlines allow if you if you ask the uh, the hostesses or whatever whatever they they um, what they called the uh, the people that are looking after the the flight the flight attendants you can ask them to use the kitchen and if you're davening in the kitchen when they're not ne- when they're not needing it maybe there's less of a uh, less of a burden and uh, it doesn't disturb people so much. Mitzoma can still disturb. So those who don't want to join a minion, as we've seen, many poskim said that, you know, don't disturb others. That's the rule. The rule is you can daven, you can daven in a minion, but if it's going to disturb other people, either because uh, you're blocking the way or because you're making such a noise, it's going to be lichora, that's going to be a problem. One other topic, and that is what direction should we face when we dive? Says the Gemara in Masech Brachot again, person who was standing in Israel, he should face Eretz Yisrael. The way we dive into Akash Baruch is by the way of the land. And now, if you're sitting in the Tanya, you're sitting in Tel Aviv, or you're sitting in Be'er Sheba, you face either uh, south or north, depending where you are in Eretz Yisrael. The point is you face Yerushalayim. You've got to face the Beit HaMikdash. And you hone in even more to the Kodesh HaKodeshim. Um, and there it says the Gemara Tanner Abonim, Suma, a blind person, or a person doesn't have a good sense of direction, what do you do? In the bottom line, if you cannot face Yerushalayim, you don't know where it is for some reason, then what you do is you just have intention that you're standing in front of a Gosh Bible. Now, Rav Ben Tion Abishal writes as follows, Person who is flying in a uh, um, an airplane, etc. It's very difficult to work out exactly where the kibun of Yerushalayim is. It's just a general rule. If you're leaving Eretz Israel, the plane is you, you generally daven to the back of the plane. If you're coming to Eretz Israel, you daven to the front of the plane. Very simple, even though obviously the plane can go zigzagging, but that's the general rule of thumb. Um, and this is also the Yalkut Kathep says, Amit Palel Bamatos, Ima Matos Nosele Kibun Eretz Yisrael, Yitpalel Keneged, Now Matos, okay, so if it's going to Eretz Yisrael, face the front. This is all true, assuming you can, um, assuming that you can have intention, but sometimes you can't have intention. And as we saw, the critical thing of intention seems to be the most important. And therefore, if you, by facing the right direction, you're not going to be able to have 
correct intention, then if you turn slightly to the side, that seems to be more uh, preferable uh, than and being able to have intention, which is ultimately the most important uh, factor involved over here. Okay, that brings us to the end of volume 10. Bezrat Hashem next week will start volume 11. Um, and this will, uh, we please God are going to print uh, in the next week. So for those of you who want to buy the books, they should be ready by the end of next week. Um, in the meantime, obviously for the sheer purposes, we'll have it on the, uh, on the screens. Okay. Have a great week. Thank you for listening. Thank you very much. Okay. Bye.